In my last few sermons, I have spoken about why prayer is important. And today I'd like us to think about how we recognise God's voice guiding our lives. Think of the voices we respond to every day. Funny, isn't it, that out of a crowd we can pick out the voice of our loved ones. I remember being on playground duty once when I was on a placement in a primary school. And it was the same one where I had been uh, at school and my little sister was there too. And out of all the cries and the squeals of the children, hers was the one I instantly responded to when she fell over. I also responded rather differently when a teacher shouted, Emma! across the room. It wasn't actually me, it was one of the children, but it was the same teacher I had when I was little. (laughs) Don't do that. But God's voice is different, so listening is also different. Similar, but different. For me, I I do occasionally hear God's voice, but most of the time, I sense him being at work within me. When I felt called to the priesthood, I did not hear a voice, but just had this sense of knowing that's what I was supposed to be doing. I remember quite distinctly, it's rather odd, I know, but that's how God works. While travelling home on holiday, I was in the back seat, I had a really deep knot in my stomach and a calmness, and I just knew I would be a priest one day. It's really weird and a little bit arrogant to say that now, I feel, because how do you know, you know, how, where does that thought come from? But back in 1996, that's what I experienced. In the years, of which there have been quite a few since that time, have been filled with talking with people reading about what it is to be called, both in the Bible and other books on the subject. I prayed with people, too, for discernment. One evening, my friend Mike, also from primary school, invited me to a vineyard meeting at a home in Warwick. They didn't know me, I didn't know them, and I had no idea what I was going to, but I trusted Mike. I said nothing of my calling either to any of them. Mike knew, but he hadn't said anything. Yet during the evening, one of them turned to me and said, I think you're going to be a priest, aren't you? So yeah, totally weird (laughs) and frightening, but amazing at the same time. So I understand why Simon Peter was horrified when the spotlight of God's holiness shone upon him. You see, for me, up until that point of the woman confirming my calling, the whole thing had been a bit of a fantasy, a daydream. I didn't really know what being a priest meant. Some would argue I'm still working that one out. I would agree with them. (laughs) Yet God does call people into his work. 
For Simon Peter, his calling was to work with Christ in gathering new disciples, to no longer be a fisherman, but to be a fisher of men. And women too, I hope, you know. This calling was only to, and not only to a new way of working, but to a new life, a life greater than anything he could have imagined. Even Isaiah, that great prophet, when confronted by God, screamed in horror, Woe is me! I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. He knew his inadequacies and his sinfulness, and they were no longer hidden in the light of God's glory. However, both Simon Peter and Isaiah received the mercy of God. For God knows that we are but dust, frail and prone to following our sinful nature. It's interesting, isn't it, that the Gospels are full of stories of inadequate people whom God has called and used. Jesus didn't use academics with degrees, masters, or even PhDs. Or did he use, neither did he use people with high social status, but the lowest of the low, the uneducated, the ones with no social or economic status. And this should give us hope that whatever our backgrounds, God can make use of us, if we let him. Not everyone is called to the priesthood to do the work of God, but to other ways of working. But how do we know God is calling us? How do we recognise God's voice? Well, there are several ways in which he guides us. There was another time, I'll just add this because I don't want this sermon to be too long, but it's a very important one to me that while I was still um, an IT technician and librarian, mark that one out, I saw an advert to be a lecturer for Warwickshire College and it was one of those deep sighs within me. Oh, I wish I was a lecturer. Hadn't thought about teaching for years. And in fact, I thought I was a failed teacher. But this was a calling I felt from God to try to be a lecturer. I applied, got the post. Quite strange. So how do we find out the voice of God? First of all, it is our attitude in prayer. As I said before, prayer orientates our minds in the ways of God. We don't instruct God with what we want him to do, but he aligns us with his will. We can test our thoughts are in line with his by seeing if what we have heard is consistent with what we read in the scriptures. If it is, then it may be from God. If it isn't, then we should forget it. Does what you have heard draw you towards God or away from him? 
Does it lead to an increase of faith, hope or love in yourself or in others? If the answer is yes, this may be God's word for you. Emotions and feelings do have a part to play in prayer, as they are what make us human. Having a sense of inner peace, of warmth, of joy, or even security are wonderful gifts from God. However, such feelings should not be relied upon as signs that prayer is working, because there is a danger of falling into the trap of focusing just on ourselves, on how we feel, how good we are at feeling devout, rather than outwardly on God. Prayer is even more important to keep up when God seems distant, as he still has lessons for us to learn. You should also bear in mind that if God is saying something to you for someone else, we take the step back and think, is that word for their upbuilding, their encouragement, or their consolation? If it's not, just don't share it. Also, we think, or if uh, we should think, if is what you have heard consistent with what we believe God has said to us on earlier occasions. Lastly, I think it is very important, an uh, uh, important one is that are you willing to subject what has been said to the discernment of other Christians? This is what I did with my calling. I didn't go straight off to the church and say, hey, ordain me. But I spoke to friends, family, people from different churches, even while on retreat up in Lindisfarne. And I had Ray Simpson pray with me. You may not always like the answer, I didn't. <laughs> but it's a useful, valid one. When we open ourselves to being vulnerable in front of others, something we don't like to do that. It's not what we're naturally inclined to do. Yet if we don't test what we think we have heard from God, we are opening ourselves to being misled by our own vanity. The scripture passages today all show that to be a disciple of Christ is to be called to bring the good news to others. When Jesus calls, he certainly demands everything, but only because he has already given everything himself. He is such a generous God. And he has plans in store for us and the world that we could never dream of. So what is God calling you to do? What is he guiding for you to do in your life? Why not pray about it and ask? Amen.